and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It's another episode. It's another week of the Chocolate Puma podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma, back with another very special episode. This week, I sat down with longtime buddy of mine, good old Uncle Nate from San Francisco. Little backstory, I call him Uncle Nate because... One time he saved me from uh, missing a final, so after that he became dear old Uncle Nate. Uh, but anyway, he's a very talented lawyer out in San Francisco, beautiful family, and uh, he's probably as ridiculous as myself, uh, former guest of the show, Carl, and uh, we reveal uh, a little bit of beef between him and uh Basketball Jones Roundtable member uh, Jason Dime. So it's going to be fun. Gonna Fun little chat we got set up here. So, um, yeah, sit back, enjoy. If you would like to email the show, it is thepumapod at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on the Twitters, uh, I am at btomp20. And again, every other week, every other Thursday, uh, update your podcast listening apps and download the life is mild with myself and sterling we have been kicking ass all right without further ado ladies and gentlemen my buddy nate rodney magruder oh no this dude might be out the league soon he's probably mad about that who knows wow. it's it's just it's become the reality right like you know you've been dealing with it for so long and you know i remember back in the beginning and like there's so many questions and this and that and now it's just like man this shit sucks you know <laughs> and I got a three-year-old I know you got uh, a young young one of your own and it's just it's rough to see like for the children you know just like how that is affecting them you know not being able to socialize with their little friends and stuff we're lucky enough that uh Freya's uh, able to go back to her school now because uh they're right at that age where you know they're figured it was safe enough or whatever um thank god because <laughs> it was getting rough there for a second uh having her home all the time um and you know but it's just like all these things like you know they just do so much at that age you know and like they're just so curious and they want to explore everything and go everywhere and it's just shut down and then like it's just sad to hear like a little three-year-old be like you know we can't do that because of the virus we can't oh. do this because of the virus. And it's like, you don't, she, she doesn't even know, you know, like she, she, they, they don't really understand it, you know, fully and everything like that. And I mean, you, y'all are in like Michigan. So you got um, the great outdoors and everything like that. I feel like uh, young Julian probably has an amazing backyard, um, you know, to, to go play around in and do his thing in. For us, it was like, you know, you couldn't even go to the playground for hella long. And like, now they're starting to open that back up. But yeah. uh and it's just been wild but you know thankfully we're all healthy we're all good um you know i'm lucky that you know a couple of my clients have come down with the virus but nobody really you know got it too serious or anything like that so it's uh it's all good and you know just like it was weird for work like i mean you were saying like in the beginning i mean right you got to be there in person to sell the cars right that's yeah. like the that's yeah. like the nature of it, right? And if you don't have that face-to-face, it's like, you know, what are we doing here, right? And for me, it's like a lot of it is, you know, personal interaction and stuff like that. Like I represent people who are in jail. And so it's like, you know, they're not going to be the most trusting of, you know, talking over the phone or anything like that. You're supposed to be going to visit them, talking to them face-to-face and everything like that. There's, you know, serious confidential shit you got to talk to them about. And uh it's just like that was just shut down. So like it's like you know doing these zooms and stuff like that to to talk to your clients and everything like that is is bogus. Like I don't trust it. You know. Yeah. I don't know who's listening in on us right now. <laughs> if they if they're trying to listen in on me, they they got some real problems. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, I mean, it's like it's weird. And like you know, when I have to go to court and stuff now, it's like that's like the most dangerous place, right? Because it's like a public you know, area, they just got like hella foot traffic in and out of there. And uh, it was nice at the beginning because like I'm a procrastinator. So you could just like punt a bunch of shit off to the moon, you know, like nobody was giving you any guff. But now they're like, you know, trying to, you know, do these trials and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not trying to sit in here. You know, no jurors are trying to sit in here for, you know, like weeks on end, you know, during a pandemic. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, 
we're just grateful to be healthy, man. And so how, how about you and, and Carrie and Julian? Like, uh, what's up with you guys during the pandemic, man? Well, like Carrie works from home. So like not much in nice. her day to day has changed. Um, Julian, we pulled him out of daycare. Um, right. It's just wild up here. It's a lot of people who don't take it seriously, think it's a hoax, yeah. don't wear masks. So we were just like, yeah, luckily, uh, our in-laws, uh, my in-laws, Carrie's parents, <laughs> were very kind to, I mean, step up and they watch Julian every day, which is oh, wow. huge because awesome. he is absolutely a madman. Like that that kid is all oh, over the place. I, I got to say, I got to say, man, and I, this is something I wanted to talk, talk to you about because I feel like your wife has this very well curated social media thing going on with him where I'm like, this kid is an angel. Like this kid, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's like, I tear up. Like every time I see a video of him, I'm like, he's the sweetest, like most charming little boy. Like, I was just like, man, this is like, he's the perfect kid. I was like, how do I get one of those? You know? And uh, he's saying that he's like a little bit, uh, you know, he, he uh, is not, that's not the uh, whole picture that I'm seeing there. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Carrie, Carrie's going to give you the sweet portion. I'm going to yeah. give you that real portion. Where well, like... We were watching that video where you were throwing the ball at him in slow motion or whatever. And like, we were just like, Ray and I were watching that over and over again. And she's like, she's like, is he wearing pajamas? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's, he's going through this that's thing. What, that's what you took off the video. <laughs> is he wearing pajamas? He's doing this thing now where he refuses to wear jeans or like khakis. He will only wear sweatpants, which I love it, man. That was I mean, me it took long. me until what I was a sophomore in college before I, I started <laughs> giving up on like dressing. So, you know, he's well ahead of the curve in that one. Oh, yeah, man. He's uh, he looks good, you know, and he's you know, it, it's just it's just great to see, man. You know, it's like it's uh, it's sad. I miss all my people in the Midwest and. You know, it's just great to see them all doing well, and you know, thank God for social media, man. You're like my, you're like my number one guy on social media. My number one rule is um, never tweet, and you're the person who gets me to violate it. You know, so I'll, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'll break my own rule. Um, and yeah, social media is crazy because I, um, I had a, I had to lock up my shit, my uh, Instagram. I never wanted to lock it up or anything like that, and. Uh, all of a sudden, like I had like clients and stuff like that. Like it was like your suggested friends or something. I was just like, ah, oh, no, I can't. I love you. All right, time to shut it down. I love you, but uh, we don't need to take this relationship any further here. So you know, it was uh, that was like one of those things where I was like, oh, so you're just like going through my emails now, because it's like I'm not like you know talking to these people or whatever. It's just like you're just somehow getting up in my emails and finding people and like you know and you know putting me up with them. So. Um, but yeah, I love it, man. You always got your finger on the pulse. Yeah. I mean, I kind of had to, uh, lock down the Facebook a little bit more, be a little bit, you know, just keep it jokey. I had a customer try to friend me on there and I was like, <laughs> no, no, right. right. Ooh, because no, I was being nice to you because that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was like, this guy does not know. He, I, I do not want him to have access to any part oh, of my yeah. life that is not at a Chevy dealership. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Oof. But uh, we got some people who uh, apparently like to, uh, you know, post comments on Twitter and, and have their thing locked up so I can't even read them. I have to have you reading the tweets off to me. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even realize that this person had their uh, had their Twitter account locked. Also, I have no idea who this person is. Like, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> they might have just blocked me. They just might have blocked me out of, uh, I, I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so Andrew so, uh, Yang. Yeah, has... you know, we got, uh, you know. <clears throat> yeah, Andrew Yang's been going on this weird, I'm from New York kick, but he's woefully not from New York. Like he's calling basically like targets, bodegas. I don't know if you saw that. that oh, was man, weird. that was, I was just like, who do you have working for you? Because that is like, yeah, no, 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 I did. And I was just like, it was 
so painfully obvious. I was like, you know, is that a like whole the foods? second, you know, he's w- walking in there, like whatever, buying his bananas and saying, like, keep the change. It's like a 7-Eleven, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Definitely not a bodega, though. Like, there's one no, thing I know no, about no, no. New Yorkers. They are serious about their bodegas. <laughs> Extremely. We've seen this. We've seen this on the timeline, you know, time time and time again. Is uh, It's very personal. And it's like, so it's like, your strategy is going to be like, okay, I'm a, you know, I'm one of you and right off the bat, you know, you're striking out there. You're striking out there. You're like, uh, you know, uh, I just like, who is telling them to do this stuff? Or do you think it's him himself? Like just, uh, you know, like, let's go, let's go do this social media manager. I feel like it's got to be mostly him because it's just so consistently bad. And like, he's, the common denominator so i feel like he's gotta have a heavy hand in it but yeah he. i mean it's rough but uh but the bodega to me is second to uh this whole uh jeremy lynn thing you know the uh the knicks fandom the 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 uh the knicks fandom was uh was a little bit much um so yeah, he said uh, when the Knicks. I got. Don't... I got to say, so Jeremy Lin started off. Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna oh, say. Oh no, 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 no! I'll just you read. You read the treat. You do. <laughs> yeah. So when the Knicks dumped Jeremy Lin, that was the last straw for me. This is the franchise that gave Jerome James thirty million dollars. You let the most beloved Knicks figure in years who energized the base walk. The most beloved Knicks figure in years. <laughs> it's a to be fair, it's a low bar. It's a low it, bar. It is a very low bar, but I feel like he only played, and I looked this up, 35 games. <laughs> 35 games. He played 35 games with the Knicks. <laughs> and, and you know, he parlayed that into millions of dollars uh when he went to houston and it wasn't like new york let him walk he was a free agent and he signed up for a poison pill contract so it's like they couldn't they couldn't do it yeah yeah they didn't just like kick him to the curb also their star came back carmelo came back he was healthy i'm sorry i'm not gonna pick jeremy lynn over carmelo anthony never in no never, universe. Never. I mean, it was a fun story for like a week, but I mean, is, this guy is the king of New York. Yeah. Jeremy Lin. Come on. Come on now. Come on now. Come on I, now. J.R. Smith is a more beloved Knicks figure to me than <laughs> Jeremy Lin. Did Jeremy Lin ever send a, you trying to get the pipe trying DM to, get the pipe? to somebody? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Jeremy Lin out here being respectable, not J.R. Smith. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it goes on from this. This was uh, Yang's tweet, and you and I were just, you know, having some laughs about it. But then um, somebody decided to take it to the next level. <laughs> Ooh, and I mean, he didn't take it to the next <laughs> level like a little bit. Like, he took it all the way there. He, this guy, you know what? I'm not going to read his Twitter handle. I'm, I, I'll, I'll leave it out. But Buddy goes, yeah. Oh, you said, imagine getting this worked up over Jeremy Lin. To which he replied, yeah. Like when folks overreacted over Jackie Robinson. <laughs> I, I just can't. The level of cognitive dissonance required to mention Jeremy Lin and Jackie Robinson in the same sentence is just, I mean, the first black baseball player in major league history went on to have a hall of fame career and an Asian guy who played 35 games. Like I get that. Maybe he's seeing this as some kind of novelty, which to me is a little bit more disrespectful than me cracking a joke about Jeremy Lin, you know, being a beloved Knicks figure. But, you know, 
beyond the point. On every level. History. I mean, this is a legend of the game of baseball. A guy who went through so much. Like, I mean, it was just it, 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 unbelievable. Like, the level of shit he had to go through. And, like, I mean, it wasn't even baseball. Like, he, you know, signed up to fight in World War II. And they, like hit him with a Rosa Parks, you know, get to the back of the bus. And when he was just like, no, they did this like fake ass court martial on him. And he was acquitted of it, but he basically got dishonorably discharged. So then he's like working his way. Also, it's crazy to me that like, you know, when he started playing baseball, he wasn't like a young dude, you know, like, cause he was, you know, <laughs> living his life, like, you know, all this shit, like early on and stuff like that. But anyway, when he finally got to the majors, they had the, when they first were uh, he, scouting him or whatever, they were, they told him like, you know, you got to be tough enough to like, um, just like, you know, brush off the racism. And I think he was just like, um, what, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so don't fight back, tough enough to not fight back. And they're just like, yes, you must be tough enough to not fight back. And he was like, fuck it. <laughs> he's like fuck you <laughs> but he did it and his own teammates were fucking just saying the most outrageous fucking awful shit possible to him you know it's it's insane but to be fair Jeremy Lin you know he got disrespected one time on a basketball court it's the same thing <laughs> they got Jackie Robinson's number retired across the whole league. And once a season, everybody has to wear his number. But Jeremy Lin. Jeremy <laughs> Lin had a mohawk one time, one season. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, it, well, didn't he? Oh, did he have dreads or cornrows? No. It was real no, bad because. He did have corn, yeah, it was. It, <laughs> He didn't have dreads. <laughs> no, that shit would have been too funny. I'm trying to think because somebody called him out on it. Ah, shit. Was it Kenyon Martin? It might have been Kenyon Martin. That was like, come on, bruh. <laughs> this motherfucker went to Harvard. Like, how's anyone feeling sorry for this guy, right? Like, he's set for life. Yeah. I'm and he did, he, he cried or whatever. Like, when he, after he won that bullshit championship riding the bench with the, the Raptors there, uh, um, you know, that, yeah, that's that, a source source spot for me. But well, see, that made me angry because they had all all these members of the news media were all like, you know, oh, don't you don't you just feel his pain? And I'm like, no, he's like 11 years into his NBA career. This is what happens to 11 year NBA veterans. Like, if you're just a role player, you sit at the end of the bench, and you got lucky enough to get carried to a championship. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Also, he's just like fucking rolling in dough, man. Jackie Robinson's made like, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month or something like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah he had to go out here and sell he like could, he pudding pop. In San Francisco. <laughs> he had to go and like sell pudding pops to get by. Like <laughs> Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Let's all shed a tear for Jeremy Lin. I have never and seen such passionate defense of Jeremy Lin. It's crazy. And I, I mean, I, I honestly, though, like, I, I don't have anything against Jeremy Lin. Like, I mean, dude is, you know, he did his thing. You know, he was undrafted. Um, you know, he, he, I guess, made his mark in the league for, you know, in New York for 34 games and in the league for, you know, a, a while. You know, he hung on. Um, it's no disrespect to him, but it's also just, like, hilarious to me that, like, you were saying, because I was like, you know, who the fuck is this guy? that was like tweeting about this and you're like oh, he's he's a Jeremy Lin stand like yeah. that's his guy and I'm like if you're gonna just if, if you're gonna be one of those people who just is like you know I'm all about this one player or something like that aren't you gonna pick somebody who's like you know relevant or like winning yeah I mean I like, love it that, you know that's look, the NBA that's the NBA fandom now you know yeah it's the weird like stands like I get if you're like a LeBron guy or you're a Steph guy, absolutely, right. or a James absolutely. Harden guy. Like, 
sign me up. If I'm a stand, I'm going to be standing for LeBron, man. Like that's the, you know, odds on favorite to win the championship, you know? Yeah. I don't need like a Moochie Norris stand, like jumping in my mentions. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause I made a joke. Like, come on. Disrespectful. I just looked this up, by the way. Jeremy Lin is going to make $3 million between the uh, playing for the Santa Cruz Warriors of the G League and also... He's going to the showcase, the G League bubble. He's yeah. Yeah, so he's doing fine. Yeah, I can't talk too much shit. He's probably going to be playing for my team this year, so... 11-year <laughs> <laughs> NBA career? Come on, dude. Like, that's... That's fantastic for a dude that was undrafted. <laughs> like, just just be happy with that. <laughs> Jackie Robinson opened, like, the doors to the MLB for all Black people. <clears throat> Jeremy Lin, like, I mean, there was Asian players before him. There will be Asian players after him. Um, you know, he didn't really change anything in that that respect uh you know the never forget the chairmaster. um <laughs> <laughs> Yao Ming is obviously going to be the number one you know uh Asian basketball player of all time great career hall of famer um it's like we don't have to do this we don't have to do this I'm glad you like them I'm glad but you know you don't have to have an alert set up because I'm like how did you find this yeah, he clearly was just like searching the name Jeremy Lin. And those kind of people are like the worst kind of people. Like if you just offhand mention someone and you're just vanity searching their name and then you spend time to write out a response on behalf of that person. And the person you're responding to can't see it. Let's not forget. They also don't care. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, does, I know, I know. Jeremy Lin does not give a damn what a guy with 93 followers in Michigan has to say about his NBA career. I mean, it's got to feel a little bit good to have stands, you know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd take a stand. Yeah, I, I could go for one. I mean, I'm not saying I'd turn one down, but, you know, if anybody that hears this, you know, wants to go do some vanity searches on the off chance that somebody's uh, tweeting about me, you know, have at it. I got you, B. I got you, B. I'm going to have a little alert set up. I'm going to return Any the mentions. favor. <laughs> I'm going to return the favor. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, did you get a chance to see the head coach of the Eagles introductory that- press conference? Man, what is going on with these uh, press conferences, man? It's uh, it's it's inc- it's mm, very I mean, entertaining. It very was, entertaining. It was special, I guess is the word I want to say. What well, that was your boy in Detroit who was eating all the kneecaps, right? Yeah, no, that guy is is a sociopath. Like that is <laughs> that's nuts. Like I fucking cannibalism out here. Well, that's what that's our motto you know i had some co-workers who are they're big lions fans and that's unfortunate for them uh but <laughs> they <laughs> they had uh the press conference where he was introduced like on and i'm like did he just like threaten cannibalism like and we're cool with this like i'm, I'm just curious I'm trying to find the exact quote that he had because it was that the cannibal guy or the uh, the um, the Eagles guy because the Eagles guy was just he was just not bad. saying anything. He I was mean, just not saying anything. And like, I, what is the interview process here? If this is like what you're, you know, I mean, I, are you doing the same thing when you're selling yourself to the owner, right? Like, are you just uh, out here, you know? Uh, I, I I think it was something like it was like. Um, I saw it on your feet. It was something like, um, we're going to be like, you know, smarter than everyone else, but, but not, but not really smarter. We're going to be like more complicated, but it's not going to be too complicated. We're just going to know it so well that we're going to do it. And then better than them and faster than them. They won't be able to handle it because we'll know it and like, we'll do it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, what it was <laughs> is Bomani Jones brought this up. He went on vacation 
and they called him for an interview and he didn't even have a suit. So Bo brought up the great point of like, well, if you thought you were going to get attention for a head coaching gig, you, one, you wouldn't have gone on vacation. Two, if you did, you would have brought a suit. So that tells me that that's somebody right there that doesn't even believe that they should be a head coach. And I was like, you know what? And the press conference was, <laughs> all indications from that press conference was absolutely should not be a head coach. Um, it proved further <laughs> that he shouldn't be a head coach. I mean, he might be a great head coach. I don't know. I just want to know, like, what's going on? Like, why why can't Eric Bieniemy get a get that call? You know what I mean? Are are there like no like unknown black offensive assistants that can get a call? Like, the racism in the NFL is just wild, man. It's wild. It was it was like Kaepernick. It was like the the thing was always like, look at who's you know getting a quarterback job in the NFL. You know, it's like Kaepernick sitting there waiting. You got your fucking. Uh, who was that like a uh, redhead guy from um, Tampa Bay for Gleason's? You got your Gleason's. <laughs> you got your uh, fucking uh, the guy that was uh, there with Kaepernick, who was awful. He was on the 49ers and the uh, Jaguars. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine. Blaine. You got your Blaines. <laughs> you got your Bortles. You got, you uh, got your. Josh McCown is 48 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. I love He's still I, getting I, I respect signed. that, man. You got it. You got it. Look, you I respect, respect that. Awesome. He's got that old man game. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not mad at him because, like, he was coaching high school football and somebody was like, hey, you want to hold a clipboard for, you know, $2 million a year? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> it's, uh, But, like, you know, that was just the thing. It was just like, what's going on here? Right. Because like we're talking about throwing the football. Yeah, it's obvious that, you know, this is the thing. And it's the same thing for the it's the same thing for the coaching. You know, it's like they just. Time and time again, you know, uh, they got the Rooney rule, which like teams just game it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we give you an we'll buy you a steak dinner and just then we go hire our fucking white coach or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's so obvious. And I, I mean, I feel like sometimes the media tries to like bring attention to it, but like for the, for the most part, it just, it just is what it is. Right. And some of these coaches are just so bad, so bad, so bad. Um, just like basic shit, you know, like they're not, they're not smart. They're not charismatic. They're losing. Well, it's just like that coach that was here in Detroit, uh, Matt Patricia. He oh man, he sat there <laughs> under Bill Belichick. Has he ever worn a fucking suit in his life? I'll ask you that question right now. Has, this, has Matt Patricia ever fucking owned a suit? Have I life? ever seen him in a suit? No. <laughs> and, but he had the gall at a press conference up here. I I was furious, and I was like, he didn't even say anything to or about me, but I was furious. Because he looked at a reporter doing his job and said, sit up, sit with your back straight, have a little bit of professionalism about yourself. And I was like, Dude, now you can say that to me right now, because uh, <laughs> I got a lean going. <laughs> I feel like you have like a spaghetti stain like hoodie on like, dude, you are not the one to be lecturing on professionalism. He used to have a pencil behind his ear with a laminated oh. play sheet. Like what? What do you do? Uh, like, wow. It's a, wow. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> You're paying attention there. <laughs> it's a small thing to hate Got him. I'll admit. But yeah, I was like, what are you doing with the pencil? No, then? The big thing to hate on is he's a fucking shitty coach, man. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> he was god awful. <laughs> what I love is that he was still like taking credit for that play in the Super Bowl like years later. Like he blew wow. that game against the Bears. And they asked him about it. He was like, well, I think I'm a pretty good play caller. I called up that play in the Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that was five years ago, dude. Move on. (laughs) No, that's the other thing is that like it's this uh, cronyism too. Because it's like Belichick's people. um, You know, he's one of Belichick's people. And uh, it's just like, whoa, Bill Belichick is the fucking greatest coach of all time. So everybody that's ever fucking worked for him. It's going to be, and then they're just turn out to be dumb fucks like this guy or like the offensive coordinator in New England who's 
good at that, but obviously that's all he's good at. You know, he can he's call plays and he can't do shit else. Yeah, exactly. He he proved that, right? That was he was in Denver, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. It's like selective cronyism because, like, the last two offensive coordinators under Andy Reid, boom, they get hired. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, well, he doesn't call plays. I'm like, well, the two previous guys didn't call plays either. Like, what the hell? And then there was people trying to interview the quarterbacks coach from Kansas City. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're going to go to the guy under the offensive coordinator. <laughs> like, this is- All, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're 100% correct. And it's just so obvious, right? It's like they can't even hide it at that point, right? But I also say, on top of that, you're the quarterback coach for Mahomes. What are you telling him? Like, fucking look this way and throw it that way? Like, I mean, <laughs> he's just doing this shit on his own, right? Like, you're not fucking coaching shit with him. Oh, like, yeah. You're not telling him anything. Look, it ain't I mean, hard. I don't I don't think it's that hard to go out there and coach those guys, but you know, some people I don't I don't think not everybody could do it. Some people can't handle coaching stars. So I'll give yeah, give him that true. he can handle the egos. Everybody true, seems pretty happy on that offense. Yeah, and I think that, you know, uh Reed was uh I I, I didn't read the article, but I saw that he had like gone out and gone to bat for his guy, um, which was cool to see. Um, because yeah, like, I mean, that's the other thing is that it is, you know, uh, you know, they're not really reaching out to go give people chances and everything like that. So you got to kind of, uh, you know, get in with a good coach that people are, you know, quote unquote, you know, all about and stuff like that to have a chance. And, uh, it's just, they're not, there's not enough of it, you know, right. They're not like, you know, they don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. The NFL is like so fucking problematic, but you know, the, uh, the, uh, just glaring in your face, like racism of this shit is just like, <laughs> I mean, I it's don't like, know. I can't know quit it. Can I can't quit you. it, but <laughs> yeah, right, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you know, like everyone's watching that. But like, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't quit the NFL, but like, I, I try to step back. It's like my least, it's a fucking blood sport. It's immoral. And yet it's like, here I, I am. I can't stop. <laughs> Watching Patrick Mahomes every damn weekend. Uh, I will so say, though, that um, our crazy cannibal coach here in Detroit appears to be down with the cause, though, because he's hired a black offensive coordinator, black defensive coordinator, a um, couple of black offensive assistants and like positions that historically lead to head coaching opportunities. I was like, do I got a root for the cannibal? Because right, you can't. He can't be that crazy, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if this fails, we all know who's getting fired right. first. Oh, one hundred percent, right? He's got those scapegoats lined up for his ass. <laughs> he's not like, like he didn't want to eat kneecaps as much as I did. You know, like, he's not know. Bruce Arians. Like Bruce Arians has an all black staff, but also Bruce Arians is like a sixty-year-old <laughs> white guy that wears kangles. He's like a whole... I was about to say that Kangle, man. I don't know. You know, he might be uh <laughs> I, I feel like he might be, you know, uh he might be a part of the tribe here. I, I don't know. <laughs> At least honorary, man. The Kangle. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue with it. <laughs> He's been rocking the Kangle for years, so I, I gotta rock with uh rock with my boy Bruce and his his all black staff there too. He's even got a couple of women on staff, so Bruce is all about the diversity. I like it. I like it. Um, what are your so? Uh, give me your take on the uh, upcoming Super Bowl here. Um, I'm not gonna lie. For it's like fuck Tom Brady for me, but at the same time, like it also was like so in vogue to hate Tom Brady that I was kind of like, <laughs> oh, you know, like you know, I think it's like it's gonna be interesting to see him go up against Mahomes. Also, for me, it's fuck Drew Brees more than Tom Brady, even though they're oh, both yeah, kind of yeah. of the similar mold, uh, you know, <laughs> of being, you know, racist piece of shit. But yeah, uh, it's still fuck Tom Brady for me. Um, I, I can't let go of all the years of hatred that I've had for that man. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Drew Brees definitely is. He gets 
two middle fingers way more than I actually was rooting for the Bucks against the Saints. Sorry to my New Orleans family. Uh, your quarterback <laughs> is he's trash, and your coach is trash by extension because they keep giving Taysom Hill money, and that dude is garbage. I and just... they ran Teddy Bridgewater out of town for Taysom Hill. Like, that is fucking nuts. Um, but moving on to the Super Bowl, though, I, I think that uh, I just don't see that Tampa Bay defense stopping Patrick Mahomes. And Tom Brady's arm, I mean, we saw with the three interceptions and seven passes, he can, he can get a little noodle arm there. So I think Honey Badger out there, he'll – They'll Ooh. dial up some weird blitzes and because there was one play last week that just you could tell like Josh Allen was just like, what the fuck was that? Because <laughs> like the 300 pound <laughs> defensive lineman dropped back into coverage and then two corners came up and blitzed and linebackers were running side to side. And he was just like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Low key, Kansas City they've always had a good defense too. It's just not fair because yeah. they got a fucking greatest quarterback I've ever seen, like doing like the craziest shit I've ever seen. They got, you know, just fucking track stars, you know, on offense. And then they got a good defense too. So, um, you know, I can't even hate them. They no. beat my team in the Super Bowl last year and I can't even hate. So it's just, uh, they're, they're just so damn entertaining. <laughs> they're the most entertaining football oh, team I, know. I think like, I've ever seen. Like, sorry, greatest show on turf. Right. Like, Kurt, uh, Kurt Warner wasn't out there throwing sidearm passes <laughs> 40 yards down the field. Like, Yeah, but when you also add in the fact that it's so fucking funny that that guy was gro- bagging groceries like a year before <laughs> that should happen, like, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, do you want me to double bag this shit? And then the next year, he's just fucking, you know. The yeah, Super Bowl MVP. Crazy. Like yeah, I don't think we got to worry about Patrick Mahomes uh, bagging groceries anytime soon. I, I think he's. Oh. I no, think he's sad. Oh. <laughs> he cashed. He cashed out for uh, for real, man. Oof. I mean, geniusly too. I mean, you you take that money and run, buddy. <laughs> absolutely man like i mean people like hate on people for these like you know bad contracts or whatever and i'm just like you put it in front of me i'm signing you know i'm not what am i going to say oh i'm not worth this or something like that come on now i want to be overpaid i want somebody to look at me and be like that dude is overpaid like mm -mm. i don't want to be one of these people that are like hell yeah i am (laughs) i don't want people to be like You see that guy there? That that's a bargain right there. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> Overpay me. Hundred percent, man. Okay, so I, I want to ask. I want to ask you about this. I um, hit you above this earlier, but uh, the uh, Rodney Magruder. <laughs> rat, rat. <laughs> oh my god! He got uh, he got his little ass lit up. Um, and then there was a, uh, an interesting, you know, perspective on, on what happened. I was actually watching the game. So I was confused because one, (laughs) this motherfucker didn't play in the game. He did not enter the game. Uh, he was dressed for it, but he didn't enter the game and they were interviewing clay. Clay was doing this like little, uh, sideline reporter, you know, shtick, uh, thing with the, uh, the, uh, broadcasting crew and, uh, all of a sudden after the game was over, it was just a fucking blowout. I mean, if you're a Detroit Pistons fan, anyone out there, I'm I'm sorry, your team is fucking straight garbage. Hey, they but, made uh, their choice. Um, they got blown out. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they made some interesting choices, right? We can talk about that for a, a long time. The all centers lined up, the all, <laughs> but uh, they, um, all of a sudden, this guy, Rodney Magruder, uh, walked across and started, you know, talking to a, a Warriors player who also was in street clothes and wasn't playing in the game. And uh, Clay Thompson 
lit his ass up a little bit, just trying to get his teammates back and saying some shit like, uh, you know, oh, he's probably salty because he's going to be out of the league and no one cares about him, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Dude, hilarious. Then, yeah, it would, you know, he was just, it was off the cuff, but it was mainly just getting his teammates back or whatever. And uh, so then uh, after that, uh, Draymond got the mic, which, oh, you know, it was going to be problems then. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Day Day got the mic and... Uh, just went on a he did like a little like five minute stand up about uh rodney magruder like and just hit him with the mock in his name which is like i like the name rodney actually i don't have any bad thing with the name rodney but i think when you combine rodney and magruder you got a problem right yeah. like it's just like it's just rodney magruder right and it's just like he was just like pronouncing the name and doing all this stuff and like saying it funny like <laughs> rodney rodney a fucking tough guy, Rodney. <laughs> what I love though, he fucking lit his ass up. I, I love the whole thing. Like, okay, Clay, low key, might be the funniest member of the Warriors. Like, every time he, he has a comedy. mic in front of him, he is fucking hilarious. And for him to just be like, just so nonchalantly be like, eh, he's probably mad. He's gonna be out the league soon. <laughs> It's like I was dealing with it. Just like the the the, uh, the funny thing is that the announcers were like the the the, the old guy Bob Fitzgerald, who I fucking hate, uh, was just like whoa whoa. He was like calming them down. He was like gonna keep on going, and he's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna hold you back verbally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, Draymond just g- full deaf comedy jam up there. I mean, roasting him to oblivion. I mean, <laughs> but he's right. I mean, have you ever been scared of somebody named Rodney? Like, I feel like if you were someone to be feared and your name was Rodney, they'd, and see, he's got me doing it now. Rodney. Uh, <laughs> Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> I feel like they probably would have shortened it to like Rod by now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. I do not. I will not fuck around with a Rod. I, yeah, but, I would be terrified. But Rodney, if you go by the full Rodney, mm, sorry. Yeah, like, like you know. Rod Thorne used to play for the uh, Bulls. Legendary badass. They didn't call him Rodney Thorne. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, I, uh, but there, was a lot of, there was a lot of talk afterwards in the aftermath. And I think it kind of broke down into like two groups. One is people who just hate the Warriors. And so anytime they do this stuff, they're going to be like, oh, this is disrespectful and childish and blah, 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 whatever. And then there was the people who like just, I guess, like don't understand the game of basketball or like what we're doing out here. It's like, this is unprofessional. It's like, no, it's a fucking game. And we're, (laughs) do you know what kind of shit is talked on this court? Like, I mean, like. What? You, you shit talk the line for you. What you you shit talk people when you play basketball. I am not an elite basketball player, but I played in a basketball league once Much and blocked than me. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked the guy's shot, and I got called. They called a foul, and I turned to the ref, and then I pointed at the guy and I said, "Don't blame me because he's not athletic." Oh. You got him. You got that him, was a man. dick move. But after the game, I went up. I was like, hey, man, that was uncalled for. I'm sorry. And he was like, nah, man, it's cool. It's cool. He did a moment. <laughs> He's like, you got my shit. <laughs> yeah, if we say that in like open gym, like pickup style, come on now. You know, the elites are up there talking mad shit. Larry Bird is famous for talking shit like that absolutely man everyone does it and it's like you gotta just understand that like this is like not even like close to crossing the line like i know that fucking draymond says stuff on the court that's probably like this like you know you saw like uh the kg one about uh fucking Mello's wife Cheerios. i mean that was crossing the line a line might have been crossed there right this type of stuff and uh you know, it's just, it's really like, honestly, what did you expect, Ronnie? You, you fucking, you walked across 
to talk to some, you know, a, a guy who's under another undrafted player who's not playing in the game. It's two people who are not playing in the game who are talking or whatever. You didn't like that he was, you know, talking or cheering or saying some shit like that during the game. But Draymond mentioned it, and it's absolutely true, is that uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson uh, went to Oakland Tech, and uh, that's a that's a no-joke school, man. <laughs> I'm saying, you, I, don't, I don't think you brought me. I'm sorry, man. I just don't really think that you want to, you know, I don't think you want to do that, man. I, I don't. Reconsider uh, your life choices, buddy. When I played football in high school, we did like one practice with Oakland Tech. Like it was, we didn't even play them in the game. I got knocked the fuck out. So <laughs> they, uh, they, they are serious up there. Yeah, be, Rodney. Let's see. He's from. Oh, he's only six four. He's talking all that, and he's only six four. I was expecting somebody much bigger, like with that kind of. Tough that, guy, that's yeah. the problem in and of itself is that you didn't know who the fuck Ryan <laughs> is. Like, quite frankly, I don't think too many people in the NBA did. But people were like, oh, well, this is going to, when you talk like that, that's going to affect his money and stuff like that. I'm like, no, it's not. If you like, can play. Yeah. And it's like, he's fighting. Like Kendrick Perkins was, who's, oh my God, just absolute horse. But uh, was like uh, on first take or fresh take or whatever the fuck. And he was saying something like, uh, you know, he's fighting. He's in there fighting. You know, there's always a 15th man on the roster and he's fighting for it and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, man, I'm sorry. But like, you don't get a fucking like, you know, merit badge and a lollipop for being the fucking 15th man on the roster, man. You fucking you need to, you need to play. You need to get in the game and play and do some shit or don't fucking talk shit and act up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can play, I don't care what the problem is. Somebody will sign you. Lance Stevenson pushed his pregnant girlfriend down the stairs. And a few years later, he was just like a wacky character on the Indiana Pacers playing the air guitar. Like, I'm, I'm glad that no one uh, listening to this can see me <laughs> doing the air guitar while you're saying that he pushed his girlfriend down the stairs. But, uh, that was uh, some poor timing on my part. But. Look, I feel like he was, uh, it's not on me to accept his apology. That's all I'll say. Uh, he That's was, fair. Yeah, that was some, that was some wild. So number one player in the country, and he pushes a pregnant woman down the stairs. Like, who does that anyway? He was talented. He got signed. I think that people will look over somebody saying you're going to be out the league if you're talented enough. Absolutely, absolutely. What's up with the guy from uh, Cleveland, Kevin Porter Jr.? Um. Because remember, he had that. Um, did you see that? So he had something during the summer where he got into an altercation with a woman, but it was like it sounded weird. It was like his sister was fighting a woman that you know wasn't like a domestic violence situation. It was like his sister got in a fight with a woman and he got involved, and then they like held him out for a while, and then they brought him in, and then he fucking he freaked out on the GM of the Cavs. Right? Yeah, and he like yelled at him like or something i don't know but like and that, that i guess they they traded him to the rockets or something right yeah yeah he's got some issues going on like i, I feel like you don't have like back to back to back incidents like like he was throwing soup across oh, the absolutely. which you see it all the time oh my god it's yeah. pretty funny you're, i mean you're right <laughs> it's pretty funny like to be throwing soup as a grown man but you can't be out <laughs> You can't be out here, you know, throwing soup at your boss. Oh, my God. I love that. Throwing the soup. Um, yeah, it's like, it, to me, though, it's just like, it's it's fucking crazy because you're absolutely right. Like, people will get signed. Excuses will be to get made. But it's like, it's just funny for me where the line gets drawn. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just yeah. like, if, I guess if you can perform, you're going to be playing. But. Or if they think you can perform, you'll be playing. Right. I mean, right. some awful right. people have gotten signed after much worse things than somebody hurting your feelings. I know. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Bring it a full circle there. Yeah. You're, you're a good host, Pete. <laughs> like, I do what I can. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Rodney's going to be okay. All right. He's a millionaire. He's yeah. going to be okay. 
Yeah, I, I think he's right. on the books for like $5 million. Yeah, he'll be fine. Oh, oh. Juan Toscano Anderson would, would kill for that contract. He might have. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. These are all jokes. Don't sue me, Juan. <laughs> Unlike Rodney, I know I'm not about that life. <laughs> I'm six feet deep. <laughs> no, neither am I, man. Neither am I. Um, see, man, it's uh, great to see you. Oh, likewise, man. This has been fun. It's great, got- man. You got to get me on that basketball, uh, you know, uh, roundtable conversation, you know, because I don't, I don't like hearing Jason Dime out here, you know, talking <laughs> about the Warriors not going to make the playoffs and stuff like that. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I've become a runner now. I'm trying to stay in some, somewhat of shape. Thirty-six years old, you know, you know yeah. about it. But uh, I'm listening to the, your podcast while I'm running, and I'm hearing this guy say that the Warriors aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, look, you know, I get heated. Yeah, Dime heated. is uh, he, he's a Daryl Morey guy. He's probably <laughs> he, he's going to get real heated when he hears this part. You know. I, I have to cut, you know, so many segments because it's just him going on and on about Maury Ball, you know. So, oh my, you God. know how those Daryl Maury guys are with their spreadsheets. <laughs> they don't like watching the game, man. They just go on Basketball Reference every night. Check those stats. Check gotta, how many games Jeremy Lin played. You know, exactly. Got to look up that per, man. Per most. <laughs> Very important stat. Very Most important. efficient Nick of all time. <laughs> <laughs>